0: Which is really, when you look at the, the leadership traits, it's like I'm, a, I'm, I'm flexible, I can do that, so I don't have to organise myself, I can just bend in the breeze, or um, the other end is I'm highly organised, I am horribly organized i do not have a thing out of place on my desk, and don't you dare move that pen from that spot, otherwise I'll stress out. That's the other end of the equation. As I said, the other one is I'm flexible, I can do anything. And I have thousands of things on a, on, on my desk. That brings up a story. I was coaching uh, a gentleman. Um, <laughs> I was just picturing him now. Oh Lord, his desk was a shocker. You couldn't even get you could get into his office, but you basically had to step step around stuff, files, and all sorts of uh, plans, in construction, all sorts of things. Right, he's an engineer. It was just diabolical. And for him to have a little round table on his desk, you wouldn't see his desk. Actually, he wasn't a big man. You couldn't even see him. Just a little tuft of hair, just a little tuft of hair sitting above the pile. That's it looked quite humorous. But anyway, he had to clear things off and he just takes stuff off and plop, and he just plopped them on the, on the vacant bit of spot that I walked in on, just to move. So we got some vacant spot to look at something right, just to start talking on his round table. So this is this is this client, right? And I'm sure many people and coaches out there have met familiar, similar cases. Now how I got this case, and before I go any further, because I get wound up here, is I'll allow Antoinette <laughs> to sort of um, say something. In this case, she's laughing because she's there doing, like same as every other podcast. Um, I forget about Antoinette. And Hi,
1: Ross, and hello to everyone who's listening today. <laughs> that's right.
0: So it's both Ross and Antoinette. I just get wound up and get excited. So that's all right. I'll just keep going for a couple of minutes. But um, I was brought into this case from his uh, boss. His, uh, he was a direct report of a guy that I was coaching. And he said, I want you to help... Uh, this guy out, he said, because I don't know whether, he, I think he's losing it and I just don't think he can cope with, with the dynamics of the site, because we're under pressure to get the thing done in time. Uh, the thing done was a massive building uh, or a plant, let's say. And he said, look, just see what you can make out, but I think he's losing it. And, and he's getting a bit old now, so I'm thinking, well, that's great. He's probably a couple of years younger than me. Um, <laughs> he's getting a bit old whether he can, whether he's losing it or not, right?
1: Let so, me just check. How is your desk looking like? <laughs> my desk
0: is reasonably clean. I don't have an exactly clean desk, <laughs> but it's not the dirtiest. Okay. right. right. Good. I'm pretty sort of <laughs> in the middle, luckily. Um... But anyway, know. all this aside, I said, no, let me spend some time with him. When I saw his desk, when I walked or saw his office, you could see what the problem is. The guy had a cluttered mind. So he got he got to the meetings just totally just disorganised because the issue here, and I'll get to Antoinette soon, <laughs> but is, and what we found, is just there's too much going on in your head and your subconscious sees it. He used to turn up when he... Opened his door in the morning and he saw all this crap, basically. Everything goes into your subconscious. So it's like, what do I do first? What do I do next? Where is everything? Well, like, it's, that's in your subconscious. You're not thinking it. He just he just thinks, oh, I'm busy. Oh, I'm busy. And therefore, he was so disorganised. He never knew what to do next. He'd see something. Oh, I've got to work on that. And around and around he went. And that's why he got to meetings disorganised because he hadn't Giving himself enough time to think about it and the brain was so cluttered he couldn't mm. it was only halfway through the meeting did he sort of switch a little bit into gear they took put it down as old age so anyway <laughs> I, well, we'll, we'll continue this story uh, but first I'd like to well again I'd like to say Antoinette welcome welcome to our podcast
1: thank you I really love it Ross when you're <laughs> getting so enthusiastic about well, these, uh, is, uh, these experiences and you just uh, on a go great uh, yeah, I can so relate to this because many times in uh, in the past, I noticed that the more I pile up on my own desk, the less focused I am. And there are actually times when I don't even want to sit at my desk anymore because it, it stresses me out. And I think we underestimate how much of an impact it has when things are not in order, or at least somehow,
0: some sort of order. Some sort of Antoinette, order. by the way, <laughs> is an organised person. I'm probably the, I'm probably the, not, I'm not a disorganised. I'm in the middle somewhere, but probably I'll err on the side of being more flexible and disorganised mm. than organised. Mm. Yeah.
1: And I start noticing that more and more now when I, for example, um, get uh, stressed. I tend to literally be all over the place. And this is how my place looks like, my desk looks like as well then. So it's a good indication for me to see, okay, so uh, in which space am I uh, looking at my environment, whether it's my my own desk, whether it's at my place at home, uh, when things are lying around, then I notice, okay, (laughs) I haven't had the time to come home in the sense of being present grounded in my place and taking care of the things and putting them where they're supposed to be.
0: That's right Mm. and that's (coughs) excuse me that was basically the issue here.
1: So what did you do then?
0: Well I had a bit of a chat through the myriad of fluffy bits of paper and all sorts (laughs) of unbelievable I'm still picturing now it scares the hell out of me when I picture it it's just a Fascinating. the so worst I've seen. I've seen some bad ones, but this was an absolute... See, it's a demountable building because they're on a construction site, um, but it's still a reasonable size office. But just... Ah, anyway, um, I had a bit of a chat, and I, but he said he knew where everything was. And I've no doubt to some point he did, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it's not so much I know where everything is, so why bother putting it away? It's the fact that it clutters your brain, it's not the finding of the information, it's the brain cluttering on the visual aspect of everything's around me. All these jobs have got to be done, right? That's the thing. that was mm-hmm. the, So I said, you've got to tidy up your desk, and there's no way no one could have done that. It would have taken him 20 years just to tidy up the desk because he would have, he would have procrastinated on every bit of paper
1: mm-hmm.
0: on what to do with it and how and where.
1: And how important it is. And yeah, really, and,
0: and mm-hmm. it would never would have happened, mm-hmm. right? And that's why it's never happened prior so we we managed to get recruited two assistants or not well not his assistants but a couple of other executives' assistants to go in there when he was away for a day and basically because they knew a lot of the material because they they're working for engineers right the pas for engineers and actually design his desk and his office and put things in a place
1: so it's like tabula rasa, and it did right? it
0: took them well it took more than a day it took them two or three days to get it done properly but it took two women to do that who were assistants on this site <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and I, I managed managed uh, when I got back there we had a great joke about it because it was just they said it was horrendous the what bits of stuff they found right that should have been, could have been thrown out but to the end of the story once that happened, and he was really in uh, withdrawal symptoms when he came back, he couldn't believe it. And, and then my, the, my, the guy I'm coaching, who uh, was the site manager, um, he, he said, now, that's got to stay that way. I didn't waste these two people's time mm. for two days for you to stuff it up, mm. right? Mm. So it better stay that way. And you need to put yourself and build your routine around that. And he started to do that, and then and then um, I got a phone call a couple of weeks later again, um, after I had another visit with him, he's saying he's gonna try and keep that up, from uh, my, my client, and he's saying, hey, it's working. He's coming to the meetings all clear. Great, so it's not old age. No, it wasn't, and that was the, <laughs> my biggest plus. It's not old age, you good thing, I was thinking, right?
1: Yeah. There's hope
0: for me yet. Um, but yeah, that's what happened. And actually, after a couple of months, to keep it going, to keep his behaviour, So you've got to keep patting him on the back, saying, you're doing a good job, and that maintains the behaviour. Because mm. if they just forget about it, it'll gradually go back, possibly. Because he thinks no one cares, right?
1: Well, it's He's a possibility, a unless he sees how much he benefits uh, from it. Yeah, right? and that's yeah. what he
0: needs the feedback on, right? Mm. So I, Mike, the guy's coaching, he kept giving him feedback. He said, that's a great, you did well in this meeting, thanks, you're spot on, you're clear, you're focused, that's great, we could see what you're, you're talking about. But then they gave him an award, like a little, they gave him a little sort of prize having the cleanest Desk Award <laughs> and, and on a job site, that's, not, that's not, so t- easy. not easy to do is maintain a clean desk. Mm. And he was so proud of it. It sat, sat up, and there it is, above, on his wall, this clean, they made up this award, the cleanest Desk Award, and, and, and that was one of his, and as soon as I got there, one the next time I went there, because we had to, it was on an island, so we had a bit of a journey to get there, it's the first thing he did called me over when he saw me walk in, come and look, come and look, and I come in, look at that. Mm. And so it kept in his office, always stayed pretty good. He just trained himself to put things back in the filing cabinet. Now I'm talking, taking over this this little podcast. Sorry, Antoinette. But any other comments to make on that?
1: Yeah, I I would point like to point out that it's not only the physical clutter that prevents us from taking in more information or being or having more clarity in what we're doing but also our mental clutter so um, when we i think it becomes more and more a a general tendency for us to have thousands of things in our head information overload and it creates anxiety. It creates stress. So it not only is a, a mental issue then, but rather becomes also a physical uh, problem. Yeah, that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's a good thing to um, become aware of it and put certain uh, possible actions into place, like perhaps switching off notifications. You don't need to be notified if someone sends you another WhatsApp, mm. right? Uh, or really start focusing on doing one thing at a time. We are so uh, forced now into multitasking, but yeah. our yeah. brain literally is not wired well, for that. Well,
0: technology yeah. has gone way past yes. our brain yes. capacity in that yeah. in that way that we have so much information coming from so many different places at once. Yeah it's hard to focus
1: and this is also the challenge for the the younger generation because they are multitasking so much but they actually noticed in in um, studies that their ability to stay focused and pay attention starts to reduce because there's too much going on
0: and i've been trained i suspect over years to be too multi to have your brains keep going to different things so and people in my era were trained to sort of do one get, thing, do one thing, get it done, mm. and move yeah. on. Yeah. So you could actually concentrate for longer periods. Yes. The younger ones, and don't blame them; they just haven't been trained to concentrate for long periods. Mm. It's it's all short, sharp glass and that's the yeah. And that's um, yeah.
1: So I'd like to so, perhaps uh, end. Yes, With I, a nice quote. There's a
0: quote <laughs> I, should, Antoinette was telling me this quote beforehand.
1: Yes. And that is, if a cluttered desk is a sign of a cluttered mind, of what then is an empty desk a sign?
0: Well, that's the scary bit.
1: And that's from uh, Lawrence J. Peter. He's a Canadian scholar of education. And when I read about him, he also wrote the Peter Principle. It's a great read. So maybe you can talk about that another time. Well, we can talk
0: about the Peter <laughs> Principle, yes. <laughs> keeps coaches employed sometimes and developing (laughs) executives have gone way past their capacity or they need a bit of help to get to that level anyway look great that's our cluttered mind story today and um, we'll look forward to next one so look just visit visit us on our website that would be great Um, and join our community love to have you guys thanks bye